Hi there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 133 of the Finger Guns Podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you today? I do hope you are well. I am joined by Greg Hicks. Hello. Hello, man. How are you? Good. It feels like it's been a while. Because it, it has, I suppose. It, it always has been a while. Uh, I could probably count by the number. Are we on 131? 133. 133. See, so yeah, I've lost track already. Um, <laughs> I, it's been a good sort of, I don't know, dozen or so podcasts that's been on the last. I don't know, something like that. But uh, yeah, we finally managed to get you on. Hooray! Very, very good news. Mr. Toby Anderson. I have also not been on for a while. Listen to this guy, he's back! <laughs> oh, I'm glad to be. Glad to be. How are you, sir? How's life? I'm good. I'm good. The reason I haven't been on is because of a small child who is still only less than three months old and needs constant care and attention. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but uh, the evenings are becoming daddy time. Daddy time with baby. Um, so uh, it does make recording a podcast a little tricky. But tonight, my wife is taking over. I'm going to be here. And I thought, Greg's going to be here for the first time in ages. I'll be here for the first time in ages. It'll be like, you know, an epic one, I think. Yeah, we've got a serious uh, serious uh, rotation on there tonight. Because Sean is not here and Kat's not here. They are both here last week. Exactly. And they are they are staples at the moment. So now Indeed. it's just the lads. <laughs> uh, right. Good to have you back, Tobes. Thanks. Especially on this uh, very news-heavy episode, Actually, which I'm sure you've realised. I've just realised it's saying it's the lads. It's probably not good given one of the things we're going to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Um, let's just let's just breeze right past that and uh, say hi to Miles Thompson. Hello, sir. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. Just finishing off my dinner, as you uh, were <laughs> lovingly hearing earlier. How was it? It was very good, thank you. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, just just a pasta bake with some garlic bread, but the sauce is decent. Nice. I can attest that uh, Miles's pasta break, pasta breaks, and garlic bread are very nice. Oh yeah, they are decent, yeah. aren't they? I do yeah. try. Yeah, they're damn good. Damn good. Thank you. How are you, sir? Oh, thanks so much for asking, Miles. You're um, welcome. I'm all right. Um, I've had uh, my third roast dinner tonight in three days. So that's been pretty good. I thought you were about to say tonight. Yeah. yeah. The third like, roast dinner in today. Yeah. We all thought that then. <laughs> My third roast, third roast dinner today. God, I, I was going to go, wow, the commendable <laughs> that is. No, no, I wish. but uh, Do not make me think, set Mr. Madavan on you. What was it? One oh, of the very first podcasts we were on, we were discussing what was, uh, oh, I was on, sorry. And um, we were discussing what was the best part of a roast dinner. And you you've had three in one day. <laughs> How much stuffing, stuffing have you had yet? Yeah, the stuffing is is top tier. Nothing sure is a side. Same I mean, onion, it's, yeah. It's all about the Yorkshires. Let's be honest. Yorkshire puddings. Yeah. Oh god. It's in blankets at this time of year. Oh, soon, oh, soon enough. Philistines. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Christmas yeah. sandwiches are back though. Yeah. True. Oh. True. True. And of course, this is the time of year where me and Greg go. Oh, remember the baguettes? Ah, oh, yes. Ah, uh, yeah. The Christmas baguettes. Oh. That's a reason to. Those. That's a reason to stay in Thunzen, even though County Sills isn't actually. Even County Sills has been gone for about a dozen years. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's devastating. Uh, anyway, let's get into game of the week, and I'll go from the top. Greg Case, your game of the week or the past month? Uh, well, I'm only doing one. Um, I get well. I this has been on my radar for a while, um, and after Toby completely undermined my intelligence by telling me I probably wouldn't get it, I proved him wrong, and I got Disco Elysium. I don't get it. I wasn't saying you wouldn't get it. <laughs> you said I wouldn't. Under- <laughs> I said you, you wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> you said I might struggle with it. <laughs> oh, I fucking struggled with it. <laughs> Greg, it uses big words. Oh, yeah, they're awesome. 
um no he was right though. i don't fucking get it um but i'm enjoying it it's how do i how do i explain it without spoiling it because i don't even know what's going on yet it's it's a top-down isometric no it's not that's two different things it's an isometric um uh, rpg in the vein of like Discworld and the sort of diablo type perspective you play a detective with amnesia um i haven't figured out his name yet and you're investigating a murder and i've already I've already gone off the beaten track um, about ten, uh, 10 times. I've only played about an hour total because of working late and all that kind of jazz. But it's not your typical conversation choices. You, I don't want to, I can't fully quantify it without either giving it away or. Um, Have you got to all the inner monologues? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I've, um, obviously established that he talks to himself and all that kind of stuff. So he's amnesiac, but he has like. 13 different yeah, so like, like the, emotional personalities almost. yeah yeah it's like the, the ancient reptilian brain and the, yeah and, all that kind of and they all talk about what he's doing half the time Do you know what the weird thing is i don't know if you spend guys... the game by like 10 hours just talking to yourself the weird thing is uh you guys probably haven't listened to them uh as a british metal band called sixth um because i've got the final cut i've got to stop saying um as well because ross is gonna get annoyed at me when he edits this but there was a british metal band or there is a british metal band called sixth and uh, mikey goodman is one of the vocalists but he does lots of interludes in the songs and he just puts on very much like and now we see the breeze in the store and that's not me exaggerating that's how he does like the interludes if you listen to any sixth interludes he does like weird poetry and all that kind of stuff and he voices a lot of the characters in disco elysium so he was talking to people and i don't know if you had it in your version toby if you had the final cut or the normal one because the normal one doesn't have full narration the final cut oh, yeah does. yeah final cut yeah but did you have the is that what you had yeah you know the ancient reptile brain mm-hmm. yeah he's like and you awaken in the dark well that's that's mikey goodman from sixth so to me it I just see. feels like i'm playing a big sixth an interview. extended yeah um, yeah extended intro album. to a song yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah it, i can't disassociate with that but i also enjoy it um but what what i like slash really pisses me off in that game is the auto saves are few and far between. You can manually save and quick save it. But when you think you're trying to be clever, like I went to jump for my jacket that was hanging on a rail the other day. And because I failed the, the RNG to do it, he had an existential crisis. And the, whatever answer I picked ended the game. I'm like, oh, bollocks. And I did something else. And I moved it further on after having to redo that. And I saved it about 20 minutes prior. And then I got to a coal shuttle or a coal furnace type thing. And I explored the, the chat options. And one of the options was to kick it. And I thought he was just going to like tap it with his foot to, um, I don't know, uh, like that scene in Red Dwarf Series 8 when he's doing the Morse code on the pipes, that kind of thing in the prison. And I thought, oh, if he's going to kick it and it's going to get a response. I know it's like you kick it, you injure yourself, and then your morale goes, and then you just go into a pit of self-despair, and then you pick an option and the game's ended. And I was like, I have a fucking saved it in half an hour. I think the RNG can end that game quite a lot of yes, times. Like, I've got to, there, when it there says are, low, low chances, I've got to stop going, ah, yeah, right? Because it's like... Never do that. Yeah, because I, I, I saved it before, like, well, I would have saved it on every five minutes almost. I think I need to, to start the point doing where Every single time I came up to one of those things, I was like, right, I'm just going to keep doing this until I get the option I want. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't I, care I that there's a roll of the dice thing. I have started doing that where I've been saving it before talking to key characters and stuff like that and doing these actions. Yeah. So I go, because even I've, I've even failed like 75% chances. I suppose that is literally the one in four chance you don't do it right. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm like, 
because sometimes I've got 28% or 45%. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. What's the worst that could happen? Oh, fuck. I just ended my game again. But yes, uh, wrapping it up, Disco Elysium is my game of the week, but it's very confusing. Uh, it's so out there. It's like it's got a bloody beret, tiny black glasses, espresso coffee, and uh, rolled up jeans. It's that much of a hipster RPG. But <laughs> but I like I quite like it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to persevere with it. It's very weird. Nice. Nice. I know Sean's a massive fan of this guy. Mm. I, I don't want to try and oversell it because it sounds too confusing. Even I wouldn't make sense to it. But it's just an RPG with a twist, but it's very good. Oh, cool. It looks it good is, as well. It is on my list for sure. One day. One day. Looking forward to it. Uh, Toby, your game of the week. Um, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what Greg's opinion of it is in a week or two. That's that's what I'd say about it. Because <laughs> the um I, of I really Disco liked Elysium it. or your game of Disco List of Disco okay. Elysium. Um, okay. because the I, I started it and I really liked it for about three hours. And then I got to the <laughs> point where I was like, Do you know what? <laughs> oh, this is really starting to grate on me, this game. Um so we'll um we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Anyway, my game of the week is um I thought going back to what I've actually been playing is a bit dull because I think I've mentioned them before. I'm, I'm going through Tales of um, Arise and I'm going through uh, Trials of Mana, but they're just, you know, like when you go and just randomly fighting and fighting and fighting to try and level up and grinding for levels. Um, so the actual game that I've played recently for review um, and which I'll mention is uh, Pinchcliffe Grand Prix. So Pinchcliffe Grand Prix is a little, like... It was a game that, no, sorry, it was a film rather that came out in Norway back in 1975, and it's a little sort of Ardman animation sort of thing, you know, like like Wallace and Gromit. It's made of stop motion sort of um, clay characters, and it's about a Grand Prix where uh, an inventor has his engine design stolen and then decides to beat the guy who stole it in a race, and he he and his animal companions build a car and then go and race the car. Um, and it's all very cute, and it's like the most successful film, like in all of Norwegian history, um, that's, that's ever been made. I found a, t- a fact at one point that it was it sold more tickets than there were people in Norway, um, tickets to the cinema. That is, um, and I was just like, that's ridiculous, just <laughs> completely ridiculous. This is the kind of thing that you know when we watch in, in in the UK, we might watch like Mary Poppins at Christmas or something. They watch this. They watch the Pinchcliffe Grand Prix. Anyway, there was a game came out uh, this year, 40, whatever, 46 years later. Um, it's like a little mini game fest and a little racer on the Switch. And it's kind of cute and it's kind of charming and quaint. And all these little um, characters have been recreated. They look like the stop motion characters from the 1975 film. They're all jittery and they move like with a couple of frames removed. And it's very cute. And um, and it gives you a bunch of mini games to play. Very good for kids. Um, if a little un inspired they're very you know they're, they're games that you would have seen in other places and probably played for free on your iphone for, for example but with those characters it does give it an added sort of charm um and then a racer on top where you can you know race different cars along in this little track um and and earn them and just you know if you like the film if you if you or have any interest in stop motion animation you should check out the film first of all um but the game was a real nice little charming thing that i just was not you know like when sometimes these games come in i'm, I'm the, the listeners won't know for what I mean, but when the game comes in and we're just like, never heard of it, no idea whether I'm going to like this game or not. And you try something on a whim, and it's just nice when that thing is so quaint and charming, and you know, it puts a smile on your face. 
and that's my game of the week Pinchcliffe Grand Prix it's a little hard to get hold of if anyone wants to get hold of it you need to I need to create a Norwegian uh, Nintendo Switch account in or Nintendo account in order to download it but I think it's coming to the rest of Europe and UK and stuff soon oh mm-hmm. sounds really nice it is cute Sounds like a Toby game for sure. It was a bit. It had two little animal companions, one little one little magpie ah, and stuff, oh, and they were is. they were there. So I quite like them. Lovely stuff. <laughs> uh, Miles Thompson, your game of the week. Oh, just before I kind of say mine, I just want to say, Greg, I actually have a friend who has got the Disco Elysium Platinum. Well, to you and Toby, really, and he spent dozens upon dozens of hours dealing with the RNG to get it. Is he mental? Honestly, he is. He's quite a trophy. You hunter. saw that picture I posted earlier, right? That like, yeah. <laughs> Nord I called it complete, previous... yeah, yeah, complete quits on about twenty percent. I was like, nope, I'm not surprised. I, <laughs> I haven't got any trophies yet. <laughs> you know, I, got, I I didn't unlock any for like a dozen hours at least. It's I it's, think I got one for like about half a dozen or something at the end, really close to the end. It's it's like some one of them is obviously really obvious. Like create a, a good partnership bond with Kim Kataragi, and it's like, all right, that makes sense. You be nice to him, and blah blah blah. That makes sense. And obviously, some of them are like, um, pick patriarchal responses seven times and you think okay that's just ticking off but and then um my mate martin's playing it and he's like yeah no, no. <laughs> <laughs> nothing is simple no he's just like oh okay i honestly so, don't uh, know how he's got it but i remember him like we'd be on chat and stuff and he would literally be spending dozens of hours just going for a specific trophy and i was like yeah. i could not ever be bothered to do that no i mean i i used to like achievement hunt back in the day that's, that's the man doing- says the man who goes for dozens of hours to try and get a particular trophy Come on. i hate rng though i'll do grinding <laughs> but i will not do rng and Toby, you can't call out miles because you did the rng for what um like every game you played returnal uh what else do you do the rng for <laughs> what was that fucking shitty game the code vein oh yeah they're good examples uh, returnal had such a massive grind for one trophy it was like a, yeah. about 30 hours at the end i just had to carry on playing the same levels looking for one the, room to, to 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 you know appear i bet the uh the platter was easier than 0.3 percent yeah yeah two and a bit two and a half wow. percent something like that i'll, I'll stick on my nine percent sekiro platinum as my uh <laughs> yeah. as my claim to fame there. sorry for derailing it but yeah i just thought i'd mention that because i thought you'd both appreciate it um so my game of the week i'm also stealing from you greg because i know that you've recently reviewed it is the last stand aftermath hey, which i, which someone, I bought someone bought a game that i reviewed i did i bought it on your recommendation i've been looking at it and ah, was quite interested. and then yeah so i bought it and actually i've quite enjoyed it so it's it was good, a win it? so, so thank you um yeah, I've only played a little bit so far. Um, I think I've played like an hour or two. I managed to get to like uh, the gates at the end of the run um, of the initial place that you start or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then promptly died. <laughs> um, but it's kind of like a, a twin stick. It's kind of like a twin stick shoes of a more survival element where you can't just go in and shoot everything down. You've got to it's, take it's the like time to be tactical. Dead, dead nation with grinding, isn't it? Yeah, where you actually got to be a little bit careful, um, and you you're not supposed to kill every zombie you come across, which I'm still trying to get my head around, um, because you just run out of ammo or items or melee weapons far too quickly. Um, so it's kind of like a typical roguelike kind of structure where you just go to different places. You need to acquire fuel and you need to repair your engine as you go. Um, so as you're kind of yeah, stopping pro, places, pro tip: re- repair your engine as soon as you get out of the car. Okay. Yeah, I've kind of noticed this. I found like, that is you get out and then fix it then. It doesn't cost anything. And then you don't have to worry about if it does get hit when you drive off. Uh, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I've kind of been doing that. So that's good. I'm glad I was doing the right thing. Um, and then, yeah, so as you progress, you kind of find new weapons, new items and stuff like that. And then as soon as you're 
character dies, you then respawn as a new one. And the kind of the twist of the game is that each of the survivors you play as, which kind of fits into the roguelike quite nicely, is that they are kind of on a timer. So they're all infected to start with. And as you're kind of playing, the infection slowly grows. And as it hits certain chunks of your health bar, it like gives you a bonus. So for example, it'll be like you get 25% extra melee strength or you can absorb kind of health from taking hits and stuff like that. Um, so there's kind of a trade-off of you want to stop the infection by using the inoculators um, to halt it from killing your character. But equally, sometimes it can be quite helpful to get the bonuses that they offer. And um, like I said, I'm still quite early, so I'm sure, Greg, you've got a bit more to contribute than me on this one. But I've quite enjoyed it, even though the mechanics are a little bit slower than I was expecting. Oh, no, I only played about 10 minutes and reviewed it. <laughs> Just did the tutorial and off you went. <laughs> um but yeah, I think it's a, a genuinely good good little title. I've been getting into a bit more roguelike type games recently after Hades. And yeah, this is quite a solid one. And although zombie apocalypses are done to death now. Um, yeah, I've had a good time with it. And I think it's well worth trying out. And I, it was only 20 quid, I think. So it's not even too expensive either. So yeah, that was mine for the week. Nice. Nice hearing lots of good things about that. Yeah, it's decent. It's worth a go. What about mm. you, Russ? Uh, well, I mean, I don't think this will be a surprise to anyone at all. But uh, uh, yes, my week has primarily been an awful lot of Halo Infinite. I am surprised. I can just see the fry from Futurama <laughs> meme going, yeah, shocked. Not that shocked. Um, yeah, this is a just a blast, man. Um, I've been playing it probably every night uh, since our last podcast. And my, me and myself, uh, me and myself, that's not right. Me and my mate, uh, Chris, have been playing it basically pretty hardcore every night. Once he finishes work, he'd come home and stick on Halo. We just have a blast together. And it's been a really, really good time. It just feels so classic. It feels like Bungie have made this thing. And that's no disrespect to 343, but Halo 4 and 5 didn't feel Halo-y. Um, Halo 5 did in, in, in a better sense, in a more multiplayer sense. But this just feels classic. It feels bright. It feels efficient, I guess is the word. Um, it's come out and absolutely shadow dropped. It took me about an hour or so to get into a game for the first night. Um, that night we re-recorded the podcast when it landed at the exact same time. Uh, but we, I got there and it's been so stable ever since. And that's quite amazing, really, for a free-to-play Halo game to just drop out of nowhere and be so, so stable. And yeah, it's fantastic. And I cannot wait for the campaign to launch in two weeks' time, which is very, very exciting. And I can't wait to see what they've got up their sleeve because the, the multiplayer so far is everything we could have wanted we've been playing online together we've been playing custom games uh, we've been making up our own playlists just shooting our way through the brand new maps taking each other on um it's been a, a delicate balance of uh power items and the basic weapons um once chris has got his hands on power items there's just you know you're pretty much screwed because him with a rocket launcher and plasma grenades is a uh, a very dangerous combination but um, I decided to turn off power items for one game and we just had a, assault rifles and pistols. Um, we had a brilliant time and it was a lot more even. The power items are definitely pretty OP. The overshield is is basically, once you've got the overshield, you're practically invincible for about 30 seconds. So um, it probably could do a little bit of tweaking. Um, the web, the vehicles feel a bit, the mongoose is just very hard to control. Uh, it feels very loose. I don't know if that's because I've been playing Forza as well. So I'm getting more of an idea of how cars really should be controlled, but the warthog and the ghost and everything else feels fantastic. But the uh, yeah, the mongoose could do a little bit of a little bit of tweaking down the line, but it's not really a massive deal. You just don't get in it. So yeah, having an absolute blast. It's everything I wanted it to be, and it's free and it's out now. And if anybody fancies a game, 
do let me know because I'm well up for it. So yeah. Sorry to shock you, Miles, with my massive game spoiler, but Halo Infinite. Yeah, that's my game of the week. Yeah, that's a real surprise. <laughs> I can barely even believe it. Oh man, because like you know, last last week, I don't know. Hopefully, if you listened to last week's episode, you didn't notice that there was a massive gap right in the middle of it because uh, I lost con- I lost uh, Zoom essentially for about ten minutes, and um, hopefully it doesn't come across and leave record. But that same night was the night the Halo Infinite launched, and all I wanted to do was play Halo, but I had to spend a good two or three hours trying to stitch this podcast back together, and it was driving me insane. But um, I did feel your pain in that moment. Uh, I finally got on at like 2 a.m. I was like, should I go to bed or should I play Halo? And five hours later, I was playing Halo <laughs> still. So, it was, <laughs> so uh, it was worth it. Yeah, oh, totally, totally, yeah, yeah. The sun came up. I was like, oh, yep, yeah, that's about right. And uh, yeah, then I went to bed, but God. So worth it. So, so worth it. Uh, rather than let's move on to the week's news. Um, there's not a lot of jolly news this week. It's all a bit, it's all a bit miserable, but uh, we'll try to get through it as best we can in our finger guns, lighthearted kind of way. Um, there's no quiz because our two quiz masters are not here and uh, probably for the best anyway, because as uh, last week just got, just got dramatic, didn't it? So probably best to skip the uh, quiz for a week and we'll be back with one hopefully next week. We shall see. Uh, but we're going to kick off with. Activision Blizzard, um, it's all a bit of a, all a bit of a murky situation. But we're going to talk about uh, the big three that have all condemned um, the actions of Bobby Kotick and essentially what's happening at Activision Blizzard right now. Um, I'm reading from Yuri Gamer from Mr. Tom Phillips. Nintendo of America boss Doug Bowser, I still can't believe his name is Bowser, has become the latest to condemn Activision Blizzard in a leaked internal email following last week's bombshell report, which detailed allegations of sexual assault, harassment, and misconduct at the company. Bowser's note to employees follows similar emails sent last week by the chiefs of both PlayStation and Xbox, all of which has expressed disappointment in Activision Blizzard's latest scandal. The email from Bowser was publicly shared by Fanbyte and noted that Nintendo representatives have been in contact with Activision, have taken action, and are assessing others. Along with all of you, I've been following the latest developments with Activision Blizzard and the ongoing reports of sexual harassment and toxicity at the company, Bowser wrote. I had found these accounts distressing and disturbing. They run counter to my values, as well as Nintendo's beliefs, values, and policies. Every company in the industry must create an environment where everyone is respected and treated as equals, and where all understand the consequences of not doing so. Nintendo have confirmed this leaked email from Bowser was real, but declined to comment any further. Now, this kind of follows PlayStation uh, with them saying, you know, condemning Activision Blizzard along with Xbox, Phil Spencer saying they're going to take action. PlayStation saying they're going to take action. But kind of that, so far, that's all we've heard. There doesn't seem to be a lot of action happening just yet, um, rather than just sort of words and basically publicly saying, we don't agree with what Activision Blizzard are doing. And that's about as far as they've gone so far. So Exactly. Um, well, yeah, I mean, this is the thing. This is what I'm wondering. What are, what are the actions you think that they should be taking? Oh, God, uh, don't ask me that one. That's a big, loaded question. I don't know what they should be <laughs> taking. I, I don't... I know this is a very strong, contentious point, and I'm not going to say anything pro or con or anything that's going to be inflammatory, so don't think I'm getting on my soapbox here. Um, something needs to be done. I don't know what, but it's all well and good. Everyone going, yeah, yeah, oh, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, me too. I think it's bad. Too. And not, that's not a hashtag me too. Don't, please don't confuse that. I mean... All these companies going, yeah, yeah, it's bad. And then another one writing a letter going, yeah, it's bad. We we stand by that too. And another one going, yeah, yeah, we fucking do something then. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the answer is. Obviously, uh, 
there's this big thing about Bobby Kotick sort of go. If he knew about this, then yeah, that's disgraceful. But yeah, what what is what is putting out loads of posts going? Yeah, we 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 don't agree with that. Mm, I mean, what's that going to do? We hear this a lot from, in regardless of whatever. Not just the games industry, but in politics and in everything else, we we hear but, people go, yeah, we disagree with that. And then, uh, if you notice though, that sometimes. I'm not tiring everyone with the same brush, but there's always the, the, the people, oh, I can't even use my own words now, the people that cry loudest and cry foul the loudest are normally the ones that have probably done something themselves too. So I'm not yeah. implying there's any rot at Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, or anything like that. But are they afraid to do something because there's going to be some backlash on them? Or what? Is it just posturing to get good kudos and people to go, yeah, well done for Sony for sticking up and Doug Bowser for sticking up for them, uh, you know, for the 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 harassed or you know the the complainants or whatever mm. what are they gonna do yeah this is the this is the situation don't, don't just right now. put hot air in hot air into it and condemn them without doing something i mean it's interesting you say that because um kind of half an hour before we record uh we, before we came in to record um there was news that playstation are facing a gender discrimination trial yeah exactly uh, um so you know it's uh, yeah, it does does sort of like feed into Greg's point there a little bit. Um, Tobes, what in terms of these companies saying we're going to take action? What do you think they can do? Can they will they remove their games from the stores? What do you think? Yeah, so they're the you know they're the big publishers, aren't they? They are the ones who hold the keys. They're the ones who are the gatekeepers. They could do quite a few things if they wanted to. They could, like you say, um, remove games from stores. You know, they removed, uh, what, Sony removed Cyberpunk just because it was, you know, faulty. They mm. could do many things based on that um, in their stores. Um, same with Nintendo Storefront or um, or Microsoft. Um, they could, you know, dissolve certain partnerships or publishing deals they might have with, with Activision. You know, Activision Blizzard, that would really be on Microsoft rather than Nintendo or Sony. But you know, there's a they, they own that that company now. It's part of the Xbox Studios, yeah. So that's that's a big the, the, the onus really there is not on Nintendo or Sony. I think it's on Microsoft if they actually want to put you know something meaty there to actually say we did do something. We we weren't just uh, you know making platitudes. Then uh, then it's kind of on them. The it's interesting that these they feel it's necessary to do this. I think it's very much like Greg said that, um, you know, you, you, you write one of these things out, it's, it's all well and good. And it's very much like a sort of posturing thing that I just want everyone in my business to know that I'm not a cunt at the top of the, you know, the, the, the this CEO is not a dick. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's what's the point really, yeah. if you're not going to do anything with it. I mean, it's definitely not the Nintendo vibe, you know, um, the, the, the everything that happened at Activision it's the is not. It's thing, isn't it? It's like yeah. when, when a woman comes forward, I, I'm not pigeonholing, like when a woman comes forward and says, uh, I had a bad date with a man, and then you get like the white knights to go, well, I would have done this, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, good for you. You're not the frame of reference here. I think it's funny that Doug Bowser even thought it was necessary. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I mean. The, the um, you know, Nintendo is not exactly... The kind of place where i'd be thinking do you know what that place that makes kirby and yoshi and all these games yeah they've probably got you know rife problems <laughs> do you know what i mean it's it's probably the last place that i would think of but at the same time i'm like yeah well maybe greg's got a point from before maybe there's something under the rug at every place who knows um it's uh it's a it's a funny one but the 
and also writing that kind of email it, it's equivalent of when you know, like on Facebook when you, you, know, you put a little border around your Facebook profile do you know what I mean or, or a company goes we're behind LGBT rights and that's like it's like McDonald's and you're like what's the point why why what does it matter if you are or you aren't you know I'm glad you are but so what what's it got to do with burgers um the you know it's like thoughts and prayers like when when presidents or, or <laughs> yeah, someone says exactly that that's exactly says thoughts we, and prayers sorry, sorry. with can we have can we have what's that got to do with burgers is the uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm, the... I'm, I'm kind of glad that toby is i know we said before like some of you just echoing each other's sentiments but yeah i'm glad that you got the gist of what i was trying to say without me sounding <laughs> like i was being a dick about it so i'm glad that you picked like we can both be dicks <laughs> um they all swing and dick um no because that sounds like sexual assault which we're not which is a bad thing as we've established um i'm glad you you kind of got the gist of what i was saying without like uh um you know trying to make it sound like i didn't know what i was trying to get across so no, no, i'm no. glad that came across all right that's my thoughts really rustico i think it's um yeah it, it's a funny one it's it, it seems unnecessary unless there's going to be action behind it and i'd be very interested to see if in you know the next coming weeks or months that there is some action you know that'd be, that'd be really great and and i'd like to see what that is but i'm not a ceo of a business and i have no idea what they think that they could do that wouldn't you know hurt their bottom line or their shareholders but actually would you know not be a just a completely pointless gesture yeah yeah i mean we're looking at activision blizzard or Activision as a whole you know, I mean, PlayStation will have these exclusive COD early multiplayer yeah. things. Yeah. and It's going to be the know. stigma, isn't it? Oh, do you want to come around and play Tony Hawk? Oh, no way, you fucking pervert. That's an Activision game. <laughs> yeah, like, where do you draw? Oh, it's the weird one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's difficult because I suppose, I don't know if we're, maybe we're guilty of it. I mean, we, we, took, we took this sort of thing this year. We had a opportunity to review Diablo 2 and we sort of, Talked, talked about it as a team and sort of politely declined it but then we did take on vanguard so it was it was yeah. that that thing that you know it is risky because blizzard was the the eye of the storm and so it felt wrong to kind of promote their games in that way but activision as a whole i don't know if they're guilty or not but kotick is the head of both of these things mm. and if he's the one that is that actually has also taken part in these allegations which seems to be the case then you know people need to look at their coverage of all of these games, not just because it's called a duty and it gets a load of eyes on your website. There's a there was a lot of talk recently that he would he might actually step down. The shareholders were to asking him to step down. I don't know how obviously you know how true these are. We get these kind of news yeah, like exactly. third or fourth hand, but you know that that was the vibe of the rumors going around. Um, so it'd be interesting if that was the case, and you know, a couple of weeks down the, down the line, we find that he has actually he is actually resigning. I wouldn't yeah. say, I would say <laughs> in a way, Bobby Kotick resigning or not resigning, you need to sort of take it with a pinch of salt. It's, it doesn't really matter to him. I would, I would suggest. Not like so, he can't afford to retire. Yeah, he, he, no, exactly. exactly. He, he will be retiring on some kind of massive severance package where, you know, if you've cut his contract short, you owe him all this money. He'll have all these dividends and pro and, and profit margins that he's owed. He will step out of that business with like 10 million minimum. Will it's that just, change anything? And exactly, will it change anything? It's, it's you're, you're not really gaining anything by him leaving. Not that I want him to stay at all. I want him out. Absolutely want him out of the business so that, that business can grow and change. Mm. But what does what do we gain in terms of a punishment for Bobby, Bobby Kotick? Nothing. Yeah, no, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Miles, do you want to 
finish this off. Yeah. I imagine um, I, I imagine if Kat was here, she'd have some choice words. <laughs> yeah. <for this> particular <laughs> story. <laughs> I bet she would. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you guys have covered it pretty much spot on. I I kind of always see these kind of things of like you kind of said, Toby, and very like, you know, when companies come out and make these statements, they're very kind of boilerplate of we need to say something. We don't want to say too much because we don't want to piss off this company that we probably have agreements and deals with and make money from. But we also want to not piss off people in with them thinking that we don't acknowledge it or know that it's going on either. And so it kind of feels like this awkward halfway of, yeah, we're acknowledging it's happening and it's not good, but we're not really doing anything yet. And so I think I always just kind of, and that's what I kind of ignore statements like this because I don't think they mean anything really. I think it's just corporate speak to, you know, manage their optics and to make sure that people don't get angry at them on either side. It's kind of a, a halfway house between without really doing anything. And I don't really like that approach. Like Greg said, I don't know what the answer really is. I think these companies are all kind of very interlinked with each other. They all make so much money for each other that realistically, they're not just going to cut ties. Um, I think like you said, you know, with Sony, they've got all of these random kind of pre-order deals and first kind of offerings of content kind of in advance and timed exclusive content and that kind of stuff. And you just think realistically, how willing are these companies to actually take a proper stand or do anything against Activision based on that? Um, I don't, personally i think with this industry i think we've kind of seen that the willingness to change isn't particularly strong even when these things happen and all this is brought to light and i read today as well that kotick has actually said that if he can't write the the ship quick enough then he'll step down and i thought it's quite bloody obvious for the last 20 years you haven't righted the ship at all so i'm waiting for a hard drive article to come out <laughs> saying like bobby kotick says well i didn't personally touch anyone <laughs> yeah literally so I feel like I've I've never liked him anyway. I've always thought he's a bit of a snake and a bit of a slimy person. But he I think that face doesn't he? He just does. You just look at him, and I, I still remember I reading am that story. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember reading that story. Where he was like, "Can you please stop putting devil horns on my pictures? Because I can't date women because they see it all the time." And it just <laughs> that's oh. not sort of stopping you, mate. <laughs> Honestly, and that's what made me laugh about it is that by saying that, obviously everyone then jumps on it even more. Um, <laughs> but he just seems like a bit of a bit of a prick to be honest if i'm being completely like you know open about it and i'd like to see some action taken again i don't know what that would look like and i don't know if necessarily boycotts is necessarily always the best way to go about it but i feel like activision as a company does need a lot of it needs a fundamental change from the kind of ground up you know just taking out kotick as the figurehead is not going to shift an entire culture's worth across hundreds or thousands of people in employment um it needs a really big shake up and i think the only way that happens is through the courts so hopefully these lawsuits lead to something significant happening and you know change can actually be made properly because i don't think you know getting rid of one or two bad eggs is going to get rid of all the rot that's clearly in that company so yeah, yeah. hopefully things something will happen but i tend to wait and see rather than be optimistic for any change really sure yeah and we're still in the early days of this story so yeah we'll see how it we'll see how it develops over time i guess moving on then to rockstar who have had another bad week yeah. um following the release of the bloody awful gta trilogy um after a week after they ripped it off the pc store then subsequently put it back on um they've come out with an apology because this is what people do now. Oh, that's apparently. all right then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what have we just been talking about? <laughs> In a statement shared on their website, there's a lot of apologies this week. Um, the, the developer wrote, the Grand Theft Auto series and the games that make up this iconic trilogy are as special to us as we know they are to fans around the world. 
The updated versions of these classic games did not launch in a state that meets our own standards of quality or the standards our fans have come to expect. Rockstar says it has ongoing plans to address the technical issues and to improve each game, and that with each update, the games will reach the level of quality they deserve to be. The first of these updates is due for all versions of the Definitive Edition in the coming days. Uh-huh. Well, it's now, days. <laughs> um, I think, has any of you tried out one of these games yet? Tried the trilogy? No. Uh, didn't you guys start playing San Andreas on the... Uh, yeah, San Andreas is on Game Pass. So if you do want to have a kind of a brief idea of how bad these things are, <laughs> I'd recommend downloading it because it's... Oh, dear. Oh, boy. Um, this is the thing. These were not developed by Rockstar. We said this last week. These were not developed by Rockstar. They were developed by Grove Street Studios, a studio I've never heard of before in my life. No. Didn't and they do mobile ports? Apparently so, yeah. That's the thing. The mobile versions of these games... How do you fuck that- up a mobile port until console? I don't know. The, versions of the, the, the mobile versions of these games weren't that bad. The That's weird, worrying, isn't it? The touchscreen versions were pretty okay-ish. It was just they've... I don't know. Something's gone horribly wrong in the middle. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, is it down to Rockstar or is it down to these developers? What, as Rock- in who, who sorts it or who takes the blame? I mean, Rockstar published these things and it yeah. would appear that there was no testing or anything happening between them. Which is weird because Rockstar, I mean, I know no game of theirs comes out perfect, but I, um, I know like Red Dead Redemption had a bit of an issue when it first came out, like with the Cougar Lady glitch and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think I can ever recall uh, any Rockstar game that's ever giving me like horrendous bugs you, i mean every game has a bug in it you can sometimes like skate three or any skate game when you, when you glitch through things and bounce off they leave them in um yeah. there's there's a boss in Sekiro that you can bug out and win um that every game has a bug. like witcher 3 was a horrible state but like i can play games now that i can't think of one off the top of my head but i've played games and gone <laughs> cool it's a bug and i've left it but i've never recalled any rockstar game that's been so disastrously bad as these that have come out do you know what I mean? Like I've yeah, never, yeah, I've sure. never been. I've, I've obviously played like GTA, my brother and stuff, and and other games, and been like, huh, we've we've had a we've had a bug or two, or like the early days of GTA 4's um, multiplayer and stuff like that. But I, I, this is this is bad for them. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's unlike Rockstar, I think. Yeah, um, it's, it's, for them, I think they would have done some kind of, uh, you know, stress testing or like, all right, let's see the final product. Not just snap their name on it and off it goes. Yeah, that's what's really interesting because they've what they did before the release of this new trilogy is get rid of the old ones that were available on the Rockstar launcher or on Steam or somewhere and replace them with these. And now people that buy the, the, the definitive edition will get those games for free because they're like, oh, these are the ones that were actually good. So you can have them as well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, until the 30th of June, if you download the Definitive Edition on PC, you can get the original games for free until June next year, which is just uh, wild. Miles, I don't know, I don't know where we sort of go from here, but is that a is that a, a kind of worthy enough apology? Do you think that Rockstar should have been more aware of the state of these games? Oh, completely. At the end of the day, they're the publisher. So if this goes out under their name, it's their responsibility to make sure it's a product worth buying. The money's going to be going to them, so they should be making sure it's a, a quality product. And, you know, this isn't a brand new release on the scale of Red Dead Redemption 2, where because of how much money's gone in and how much time and how vast the game is, that actually, you know, you can say, fair enough, there will be some bugs in this. These are games that have been out for years and years. They've already been, like, worked on slightly, ported and that kind of thing. And 
I think it's just it's just the kind of the height of embarrassment, the fact that you have to release the older versions, which are so much better, despite the fact they're using all the older code and that your updated new, supposedly better versions are so bad that they're having to be replaced by the old ones temporarily until they can actually make it workable. And I read in the statement, they said, you know, unexpected technical issues. And I, I just sit on my and I think to myself, who played this before it came out and went, <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't see any of that. And it's like. Yeah, you fucking did. Of course you saw it. Everyone could see it within five minutes of playing it. So what annoys me more is when they say like, oh, we didn't expect this. It was the Cyberpunk 2077 statement as well of, oh, we ran into things that our playtesters didn't find. And it's like, how? How feasibly? Yeah, you <laughs> you them seen this? Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you actually play it? Um, yeah. So that kind of annoys me. I think they've made the right move in releasing the old versions, giving them to free, giving them for free, I suppose. But it's just, it shouldn't have come out in this state. Again, I kind of said it on the last one of, it feels like they rushed it out because they wanted to make some money just to fill in, you know, while they're working on other games. And instead of actually taking the time to do it properly, they've just rushed it out to make a quick buck. And mm-hmm. now they're having to backtrack on it because they've realized that everyone's pretty mad. And it kind of feels like they've only backtracked because the backlash was so hard and so bad. You know, if they could have gotten away with it, I think they would have done. I think they waited to see how long they could push it before having to relent on it. So... Yeah, again, it's just I kind of laughed at it, how embarrassing, you know, it must be. Yeah. Um, and that's that that's the weird thing. It's like Rockstar, don't don't cash grab, you know? Rockstar yeah. make this GTA online, okay, okay, you could argue it was just a giant fucking cash grab, but it's all quality stuff. GTA online, you go in there, stuff is built and works and is great. And people will throw their GTA bucks at it no matter what. But it's like, do you really need the money? For this, from this definitive edition to really fund something else, it's like you're rock star for Christ's sake. It's like, <laughs> did you go like, oh, we didn't make two fifty million this week, we made two hundred forty eight million. So shove out some remasters quickly, go, go, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, and yeah, like I said, you know, if it was something on the scale of Red Dead Two, you'd actually accept more bugs than that because you can see how hard it must be to create a game that functions that well. Um, yeah, but these are games have been out for years. There's no excuse for it, and. Yeah, they've just been completely rushed. And like you said, Rockstar are known for quality control and having very polished titles. And obviously they didn't care as much about these titles to bother doing that. So yeah, I don't I don't really feel any sympathy for them. I'm just glad that they've been caught out and embarrassed for doing bad practice, to be honest. Yeah. Uh Tobes, what do you make of Rockstar's apology? Yeah, not really worth anything, is it? Um the my my issue with this is a little bit with what um Miles and, and Gregor said it's that the Rockstar you know yes when we go back a little ways when these games were new and when you know Red Dead Redemption 2 and things came out they were known for quality that's absolutely right but I think over the last five years or so there's been quite a change in ethos at Rockstar they don't seem like that to me anymore they seem like let's throw GTO 5 out as many times as they will buy it right let's throw these these cash grab remasters out at the cheapest price point we can make them for, right? And it shows a complete lack of care and attention. It shows the ethos of the let's let's make people buy, you know, GTA bucks a hundred times over um, for what is essentially the same game a dozen times. You know, it, it's that's not the same creators as poured, you know, blood, sweat, and tears into making, you know, Red Dead Redemption one and two, which were fantastic the original versions of each of the grand theft autos are brilliant you know but that's 
that's quite a while away now. The amount of times we've actually had to stomach another trailer for another version of GTA V, it shows you how long it's been since there's been a brand new release from this company. Yeah. They, they, I, I think these are cash grabs. I don't think that a rock star are known for quality right now. And this is just, you know, it, the, the shit has hit the fan. They've been caught out for it finally. Yeah. No, yeah, you're probably right. It's a very weird situation because Rockstar... I mean, Red Dead was, what, 2017, 2018? Is it earlier than that? Red Dead Redemption 2 is... Yeah. Red Dead 2018. 2018. Yeah, 2018. 18, really? Okay. Yeah, 18. 2013 was GTA 5. 2014-ish was the online. Yeah, 2018 mm. was RDR2. Okay, well then, I'll, I'll, I'll make it three years in, in what I'm saying, but that's still... It's still five years of re-releasing GTA 5. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, it, makes, it makes the bucks, doesn't it? Yeah, that's not even out yet, is it? That's still to come. It's a little bit towards what we're going to be talking about in other parts of this. It's just just the the way the games industry is is moving. There are these cash grab things, and there are you know people wanting to make a buck on old properties and on not getting things out in the quite in the in the version you know that it should be or, or the in the what's the in the quality it should be, yeah. um, in the state it should be. Um, has been something that you know we've seen quite a lot of over the last few years you know starting with maybe anthem for example um and you know it's not letting up it's happening again and again people get into this situation you know cyberpunk last year for example this is happening this year this is the next story we're talking about is the same thing mm-hmm. um it, so it's it, i personally think it's a very it's a poor look at what the what the games industry sort of trying to churn out at the moment and i think they need to go back to you know what's a quality game that we can release if there are there are um there are studios out there that are putting out you know incredibly quality stuff and t- taking an extremely long time over it and you know and then delaying things and that gets very frustrating but when it comes out and it's in perfect condition and you're like i can't find a single bug you know then you're really happy with that product you know when when something comes out like this you're just like oh yeah well you know that's just the state of the industry right now and Mm. it it, it is that's why we're feeling it that's why it's happening yeah it is a shame that's a real shame because i was excited for these i haven't played vice city for yeah on a decade years yeah people people keep using the no man's sky argument and it's like no man's sky didn't come out buggy it just came up with nothing to do with it yeah there's nothing in it yeah exactly and they kept kept building it and building it and building it which is which is a way to make video games these days but it's not always the best way no No. and i have gone back to um like cyberpunk recently and yeah it's, it's getting there but i mean yeah, it's not. But they clearly it needed another year or two. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't on the scale of this tire fire or the next thing we're going to talk about. Mm. Yeah, well, let's get into that then. Um, Segway. Segway to you know, one of the segways worst... work better if we stop going. Segway. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way to make them work. <laughs> you ride your Segway into the Segway. Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, let's move on to one of the worst reviewed games of all time on Steam: Battlefield 2042. It's the worst EA reviewed game, isn't it? Apparently so. Which this is the same EA that brought out Anthem, right? Yeah, and, and <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the top ten worst reviewed games on Steam now. Yeah, in the history of Steam, in the history of all Steam, in the history of yeah. Steam, which includes so. a lot of shovelware. Yes, set <laughs> <laughs> flips are doing and hatred as well, and oh. uh, the game hatred. Oh, boy. a lot of bad stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, once again from uh, Eurogame, uh, Battlefield 2042 is currently one of the most negatively reviewed games of all time on Steam. 
Of the 31,000 reviews currently on Valve Storefront, the majority are mostly negative. Less than 10,000 give EA Shooter a positive report. Uh, it goes on with lots of numbers about how bad, how bad these reviews are. But they go, unintentable launch of a AAA game. A shame. Complained one succinct reviewer. Was, uh, Garth, that was a haiku. <laughs> it just sounds like, it sounds like someone's written it in, like, in prose. I think that, that one, that one has EA walking around. No, that one has EA walking around naked in the streets, going shame, shame, shame. You got you got Doug Bowser behind him. Shame, shame. This one. I've played every PC Battlefield game since the original BF nineteen forty two, and I can confidently say this is the absolute worst entry into the series to date. The issues are endless. He's so confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's wrong. It's just a brag, that one. You wouldn't, exactly. <laughs> I've played every sure. battlefield. <laughs> Fuck off, man. <laughs> I'm confident. I'm, I'm, I'm mildly sure. I might, I might, I might be, I might be quietly right in saying that it's bad. No, I'm confident it's the worst. Oh, good. All right. I'm glad you can confidently say that. Yeah. Um, it's just a bit of a disaster. I mean, um, I'm I've got like maybe five hours left on my 10-hour trial that I downloaded from EA Play. I wanted to check it out. Those trailers for Battlefield 2042 were wicked. They were insane, and they were like they they gave the idea that it's just not going to be another multiplayer shooter. It's going to be absolutely chaotic and manic, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's just not the fucking case at all. <laughs> it's so dull. It's really slow. It's just laziness. There's I've got a clip on my Xbox of me putting about three rounds into an enemy that's that's trying to get on a bike, and he's just not dying. He's just standing there. And it's like, this is just, it's just embarrassing, really. Not even you know, reacting. No, no. He died eventually, but, you know, he, was, he got on the bike and then went down and then just like, oh, yeah, I'm dead. And just fell off the bike. It's delayed reaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, really weird. And, you know, I say this because it was like, this is the, I don't, I don't want to keep going back to it, but this is the same week that it, the Halo Infinite launched for free in pristine condition. And I can't imagine how hard the servers got hit on 343's end when this thing landed and it's just it's just perfect it's absolutely perfect and battlefield 2042 had such a had such a massive build-up because of those wicked trailers and the, i see it on tv the adverts all the time and it's just garbage and it's like once again we're in a situation where we're hyped for something but it's a complete mess at launch and i don't know what else there is to say about it i mean miles me you and i've been playing vanguard and we've been having to you know, we had a relatively good time with it overall, really. Yeah. You know, did you notice anything? I you probably played more multiplayer than I did. Have you noticed anything on that end that's that you could consider kind of like messy or buggy, or is it does it still have that Call of Duty kind of multiplayer polish? It's still relatively polished. Um, I've had a couple of instances of like weird forms of lag where it's more like a freeze rather than a lag, but mm. I haven't had any, I've had one where I've been booted out of a match while I was doing zombies. Um, but other than that, it's just been pretty smooth sailing in comparison. Like there's the usual Call of Duty oddness with some bullets hit out of nowhere that shouldn't. And But that's more like design stuff. It's not kind of a fundamentally broken game. It's just that's how the mechanics work. Um, so yeah, I know. I think in comparison, you know, Call of Duty's been pretty solid, um, especially in comparison to what we're reading about Battlefield now. Um, but it feels like EA and Dice just cannot release any game without there being some form of huge problem, whether it's Battlefield 4 being a complete and utter mess when it started, or Battlefield 1 and 5 both had their problems when they launched as well and were mired in a bit of controversy in 5's case. And 
Battlefront 2 was you oh, know, Jesus. massively destroyed by, you know, the community. You'd think at this point they'd be going, you know, maybe we need to buck up our, our shit a little bit and actually try. But they just seem to never get it right. And when you think that they announced that they were skipping, you know, campaign and offline modes for Battlefield 2042 so that they could focus on making the most refined, polished multiplayer experience... It's just laughable. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then they release this crap and you're like, so where has that time gone? What's what have you done with all that manpower and money that you put into this? Yeah. Um, so I just I don't know. That's that was why I held off on buying it because I was like, the trailers look awesome. I'm actually kind of psyched for it, but I know that it's dice and I know that <laughs> EA don't give them the time and money to do what they need to to release it properly. Yeah. But well, in maybe six you months, should uh, maybe just set up your airports and get Game Pass and just play it for 10 hours. I don't even think I want to do that. I don't even want to waste my time. <laughs> like, it sounds like a waste of 10 hours to me. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, I'd rather play, you know, games that actually function and work. And Yeah. I mean, you know. we've been down this road so many times before with day one launches. And I don't know. I guess that question was up again. It's like, Greg, should we buy games day one anymore or should we just wait? I don't know, because I keep doing that. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I can't really give an answer without sounding like a hypocrite because I still I, do I can it. offer the absolute opposite. I always wait. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do it when I have confidence in a game, like the Alan Wake remaster, and uh, well, I can't really talk because I bought those. I bought um. Yeah. But one. no, I mean, we have like PlayStation first parties that we we all feel kind of confident to yeah, buy. Like Horizon, yeah. that was a pre-order. Yeah. I mean, Death Stranding. Um, I got yeah, obviously that, and I got the director's cut for that as well. Um, mm. Spider Man, I had to wait to play because I couldn't afford it at the time, but I borrowed it off a mate, so I waited on that one, but. Yeah, I mean, mm, maybe multiplayer on, games, I guess. Yeah, it depends on. Well, exactly. It's these live service games that require yeah. like constant maintenance because you just know they're going to be shit. Mm. I mean, that well, that's contrary to what we've just been talking about GTA because it's not a live service game. But I don't know because what at what point do you say? Well, I trust this studio, so it'll be fine. Like Remedy haven't put out a shit game, um, so I trust the Adam Wake remaster was going to be good. Yeah, and that didn't come out with any problems. Or did it? No, it didn't. Did it? Um, as far as I remember. It was all right. No, I know. It's just like, I don't know. Where'd you draw the line? Yeah. Uh, Mars, you came up mute. Oh, no. Yeah. I was just kind of listening along. But um, yeah, I just completely agree. <laughs> to, I to listen with my Jordan, microphone. Jordan, yeah. Man. Sorry. I didn't even notice I was unmuted. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will contribute in silence. Fantastic. Yeah, I was contributing to myself. Sorry. <laughs> I think over the, course of, <laughs> over the course of 2021, I've waited to, you know, to buy games for basically 80% of the big, you know, AAA titles that I've bought. Yeah. And they haven't been multiplayer ones. I'll give you that. That that is a good point that this often does happen to, you know, big live service or multiplayer games. Um, they're usually single player and they're usually a bit more, you know, there's more time taken over them and you've got less of this, you know, always online issue and um, you know, server issues and things like that. But, you know, at the same time, if it's not day one, you know, there's plenty of examples where something has come out and, you know, it's patched a little bit later on. You know, if you didn't buy it on day one, you get the nice patched version, you know, like mm. two months later. And there, you always get a much yeah. better version That's if still you wait. Shit now, though. Yeah, true. Have you seen the footage of uh, Spider Man that's going? No. Uh, Supposedly, no story missions, though. Nope, no story missions. What just, a surprise. Just Spidey. <laughs> it's just a skin. No story missions in Avengers. How weird. Yeah. There's like uh, there's like 60 seconds of it on um, on Nebelian's Twitter. I'll try and link it to you now, but it's, I, it doesn't uh, look good. I thought I'd give it a go when it came to Game Pass, and I went, wow, this is outside of the bridge bit. It's awful. 
<laughs> well, even the bridge pit is pretty awful. <laughs> well, I suppose, yeah, that's that, that's about as far as you've ever gotten, isn't it? In, in Avengers, yeah, that's what Sean and I played it. Um, EGX from when they let us in, like, yeah. on the last day, and it was like, oh, sneaky, sneaky, and then it was like, oh, yeah, it's got potential. And uh, I did that, and I went, oh, god, I can't be asked. Yeah. I think I looked oh. at the download size and went, nah, <laughs> <laughs> not <Yeah>. again, because <laughs> I tried it already when it was, you know, on the beta and, and the first days and things that came out. I didn't think it was worth it again on Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose Xbox games are coming out quite nice. Forza is beautiful. Uh, sorry to mention it again, but Halo was great. I mean, but that's different because they're on Game Pass, and it's like I'm not paying for them in a way. Yeah, yeah, that, you know? that whole like, well, I could take a chance, and if it's shit, then that's also why I don't finish games on Game Pass because I go, Meh, I haven't paid for this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you but, um, nothing to it. Yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, at least I know I took a count. If I'd paid thirty quid or whatever for Avengers, I'd be pissed. Yeah, there you go. I've put the link to the Spidey uh, footage in there, but. It's uh yeah, Avengers is is kind of a good example of a game that should have been a uh, a straightforward single player because Guardians has come out and Guardians has done really well. I see what he's done there is he's just put a link to the old Web of Shadows game and <laughs> it looks awful. It oh wow, Insomniac really spoiled us with the 2018 version because this looks this looks it awful. Really did. Why <laughs> why is he punching the air? It doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. And why does he look like a really bad Andrew Garfield Spider-Man suit? My Spidey sense is tingling. The game looks shit. <laughs> yeah. It just looks completely out of place, doesn't it? Uh, like, yeah. It just doesn't fit in. <laughs> and will I download Spider-Man into Avengers when it comes out? Probably. Don't well, if the question it was, was will I download the new skin of Spider-Man in Fortnite? Spider-Man, Spider-Man will never come to Fortnite. Yeah, but if it was, you'd go for it straight away. Oh, for sure. Skin only. For sure. Yeah, there's no way that Marvel will let um, Spider-Man be seen with an AK-47 in his hand shooting up Ariana Grande in the face. You know, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> Bad frog dicks, man. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Indeed. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Battlefield 22, if you've got it and you're enjoying it, then great. But I can't imagine there's many of you out there at this point. It's uh, it's, it's really, really disappointing. Less than 10,000 positive reviews. Yeah, that's not... I kind of hope it's the, um, the way of things going before games that when they say we're not going to bother with single player campaign I hope they all crash and burn when they I do think there's, there's this one guy sat there going I'm having a good time mm. <laughs> it's like I mean I mean Vanguard might might as well not bother with the campaign it, the, the campaign is pretty good but it's it's over in like three and a half hours yeah well if you start on veteran mode it takes it takes more like eight hours well you yeah, have to redo a million bits <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, but that doesn't really count that's just that's just, that's just difficulty time isn't it Toby's just there, like, smashing his head against the wall. <laughs> it was fun. No, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just... I think the worst thing with that one is that you have to download all of the multiplayer, and then you have to download all the menus, and then it goes, here's, like, four different Call of Duties you could be playing, and then you get on it, and it goes, yeah, you can't play a campaign yet. What? <laughs> oh, you got da- you got to download another 20 gigabyte bit, and then another part two, another 20 gigabytes, and then part three, 20 gigabytes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, fuck you. <laughs> it's another I wanted to play was yeah. the fucking campaign and I, had to, I ended up having to download like 200 gigabytes of shit I didn't need mm. but uh, yeah let's get some relatively good news um, Warner Brothers game has officially announced Multiverses, a free to play crossover fighter coming to PS4, PS5 Xbox One, Xbox Series and PC next year um, this is from VGC, Mr. Chris Scullion of all people um, oh, Warner Brothers have a vision, well mate Warner Brothers has officially announced Multiverses, its Smash Brothers-style fighting game. 
Reports and leaks surrounding the game have been spreading for the past few weeks, and the game is now finally official. The game will be free to play fighter and will mainly focus on 2v2 gameplay. It features just the wildest list of people. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn, Shaggy, Bugs Bunny, Iris Stark from Game of Thrones, Tom and Jerry, Jake, yeah. <laughs> Jake the Dog, Finn the Human from Adventure Time, yeah. Steven Universe, Garnet from Steven Universe, and Rain Dog, and who was an original character coming to this game. That's weird. And, I quite like uh, Rain Dog. He's cute. Yeah, for example, there's a special editions like Wonder Woman will have her lasso of truth, while Shaggy can throw sandwiches at enemies. Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, by the way, not Shaggy, yeah, yeah, yeah. the recording artist. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't him, don't worry. It wasn't him. Come on. Toby's back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Toby, you, you should be a writer. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at my own jokes either. Oh, that, um, I was going to try and work it in. I was going to try and work it in there, but you beat me to it and I'm not even annoyed. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, it includes the voices, including Kevin Conroy, Tara Strong, Matthew Lillard, who, of course, is Shaggy in the Scooby-Doo movies. Uh, Maisie Williams is actually Iris Stark. Um, John DiMaggio and Estelle, who like I'm assuming voice other people. So yeah, I mean John, John DiMaggio does voice everyone. True, true. It's not him. The, it's Phil Lamar. He's the Troy Baker of cartoon animation. Tobes, what do you reckon? Something you uh, could be interested in? I mean, it depends a little bit. It's free to play, so yeah, I'll yep. probably give it a go. Um, but Smash Brothers has never been one that I've put dramatic hours into. You know, you play it with mates and it's a good laugh. Um, but it's not something that I've played very much like just on my own, if you see what I mean. Um, and I think the same would be the, the case with this. It's probably, it, depending on the characters that come out, it might be a pretty good laugh. Um, I can sort of see, you know, almost any publisher could kind of do this if they've got enough characters, you know, just bring out a brawler and it's just, you know, why not in a way? Um, the character list is bizarre, but at the same time, I feel like it could get more bizarre. Like that, that is not the end of, no, of sure. how bizarre this could it's like get. A Warner Brothers Mugen, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it could go way better than that. I mean, I've heard rumors that Rick from Rick and Morty could be um, uh, in, so that that could be fun. Uh-huh. Um, there's, a, you know, all of the DC Batman, you know, side of things. There could be yeah. plenty more of those. I mean, this I is mean, Warner Brothers, so it's Harry Potter could be all in there. Looney Tunes, yeah, Harry Potter, um, the rest of Game of Thrones, the Matrix. You know, the mate where Keanu Reeves came out the other day saying he didn't want to ever be in Mortal Kombat, so he maybe he let himself he be in. No, there. he said he doesn't want he doesn't want Neo or John Wick in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, not, not himself. Okay, so it could be Keanu Reeves. I don't he, think they own Keanu Reeves, do they? They just own yeah, Neo yeah, and John Wick. Yeah. Well, no, um, uh, Lionsgate owns John Wick, so right. that, that'll be out of the question. But yeah, Warner okay, Brothers one. owns Neo. So... Yeah. So they could have Neo in this. Do you know what I mean? It's just, mm. and the, the amount of bizarre ones that have eventually got to Smash Brothers, to be honest, that are nothing to do with Nintendo. You know, like Solid Snake was in there, and um, like you say, Kingdom Hearts, um, Sora was in there, and things. It, they, it, it made sense, I think, eventually that you know some other publishers decided to do this would just keep their own characters rather than farm them off to Nintendo or yeah. put them in Fortnite. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> this is like, well, we can make yeah. our own cash out of them and keep it for ourselves. Yeah, I mean, Neo and Trinity are due in Fortnite once the Matrix comes out next month, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Um, and John Wick is already in there, so Keanu Reeves has yeah. his own multiverse going on in um, Fortnite right now. Quite like the idea of lots of Looney Tunes fighting, because, I mean, that, that sounds like fun. You know, if, if, if it was all yeah. just Bugs Bunny and Daffy and, and Elmer Fudd and stuff like that, I'd, I'd be into that. I, I could play as Speedy Gonzales and just be zooming around the whole place and you can catch me. Great. I wonder if you get Roger Rabbit in there. Yeah. Yeah, Jessica, well, no, Jessica well, Rabbit. I, no, because that 
No, because <laughs> it's a touchstone film, which is a Disney thing, so maybe not. But then they got the rights for Disney characters to be in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, so... Mm, maybe. What worries the, me about this 80s, is... What worries me is it's a free-to-play, so future characters will probably be... Cost money. MTX. There's, there's, yeah. There's, yeah, going yeah, a, yeah. there's going to be an asterisk, isn't there? For sure. Well, Asterix is probably owned by that French company. <laughs> you fucking dickhead. Oh, oh. oh I missed oh, you. I missed you so much, Toby. So much. Toby's back. <laughs> I just live to annoy Greg. <laughs> you were like this game. It's for big brain people, not you. <laughs> of course, they've got uh, Lord of the Rings as well. And Gremlins. The Goonies. Beetlejuice. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Oh, Goonies. I know. Yeah, you can throw I Beetlejuice know. in there, couldn't you? Don't say I'm, his name anymore. You can just puke. You can just puke on people. I remember when you. Nice uh, fucking model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this could go absolutely anywhere. Uh, so looking it's at like the screen list now, isn't it? Yeah, looking at the screenshots, it is just it's just Smash Bros. It is literally um, Smash Bros. Yeah. Yeah. Smash yeah. Warner Bros. Oh, 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 oh we're on fire tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Why do they call it multiverses, idiots? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think Smash and Bros is probably copyright. Schmorner <laughs> Bros. Smash uh, Bros. Smash Bros. It sounds like I'm having a stroke now, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, it's half of my face has just dropped. Yeah. Jesus Christ. This is taking a turn. <laughs> I work in a medical profession. I'm allowed to make jokes. Let's get back on topic. Um, Miles, would you like to see Tom and Jerry beat the shit out of Martha Wayne? Because I want to see that. <laughs> I mean, I'm even a bit like just seeing Martha! Batman beat the shit out of Arya Stark's going to be a bit weird because in the universe she's really young. <laughs> so yeah. it's Batman beating down a child. Um, but he wouldn't just... kill her. No, he wouldn't kill her, of course. He beat the crap out of her, but he wouldn't kill her. <laughs> He'll punch her 6,000 times and drive his car into her, yep. but she'll be fine. Yep. Um, no, I don't know. I've never been a big fan of Smash Brothers. It's a really controversial opinion, but I think it's massively overrated, so it's not my kind of genre. Um, it, it just seems a bit nuts, but like you, when as soon as you said free-to-play, I was like, uh-oh, like alarm bells start going off because it's how are they going to monetize it and what's that going to look like? And like, are you going to get tokens? So you can only play X amount of matches with each character and then you have to pay to get more and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'm not overly keen on it. Oh, way to bring the mood down, Miles. <laughs> Sorry. We were having fun, Miles. <laughs> yeah. Sauce. I mean, it is, when it's free to play, I mean, the, the week it comes out, it will be bugging you. Yeah, Miles, can we play some multiverses? Yeah, I'm up for jumping in when it's all out. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Wouldn't mind being I'll, I'll be shy. terrible at it, but, you know. Shaggy kicking the shit out of Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, this thing sounds fucking crazy. Yeah, it's exciting. Scooby Doo's in it as well as Shaggy. I'd rather play a Scooby Doo. Yeah, Scooby Doo would be a seven ninety nine uh, yeah. microtransaction. Yeah. I was gonna say, would they want violence oh, perpetuated against this big mascot though? But then I don't know. Scrappy will just be like a fifteen pound skin. Yeah, I'd play a Scrappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This could go. It's in his name. The, He'd be the, good at fighting. Yeah, it's gonna get wild. I mean, it is. It, it's becoming a bit of a genre now. Like, um, we always had this argument when we were, when I was doing the review for Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl. It was like, is 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 this a ripple for Smash Bros. or is it just a genre of fighting now? Mm. And there was that there was that indie one as well, wasn't there? That um, Sean Brawlhalla. No, um, no, like battle. It was just called like Battle Bros. or Battle Royale or something. It was literally just had the most generic title. Mm. It wasn't Brawlhalla, I don't think. That's a that's a Ubisoft one, isn't it? Yeah, but it's of, again, it's 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 of the Smash kind of type of, yeah. type of thing. 
it's um there's, there's just one with loads and loads of indie game characters like the dead cells guy is in there and loads of other ones that was oh yeah what you mean i can't remember the name of it now it had a really generic title mm. rocket royale or something just, you know you'd never remember it two minutes later which i'm proving right now yeah. <laughs> it's come to fruition yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I mean that that's always been the argument. It's like, is it Ripple is multiverse a smash clone or is it just that's just a genre of uh fighting games now? I mean, who knows? But um yeah, this is this is like it's gonna be quite interesting, quite fun. Again, it's gonna lay on the pricing and th- if it has a future, if they do charge fifteen pounds for Scooby Doo, then it probably won't have a future. But uh we shall see. And uh finally, anyone excited for the new Saints Row? Yes. Yes. Well, bad news. <laughs> oh, why you gotta do this? Why'd you do that to me, man? Yeah, that's just um, mean. Toby comes back for one part. Did you not read ahead? <laughs> that's not like Toby not to read ahead of thoughts on the quiz. I uh, knew what was it? happening. Yeah, doing it for the hype, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, see. I've been away too long. I didn't realize that was the bit now. <laughs> yeah, you gotta pretend that you don't know what's coming right. next. So oh, there you go. I'm not pretending. We got a show. No, I, just, I just don't care. No, um, I know. Thanks for being here, Greg, as ever. Yay. <laughs> um, right. The upcoming reboot of Saints Row has been delayed by six months what? to make sure it meets certain standards, its developers said. In a message on the official Saints Row website, Volition CCO Jim Boone explained that the game would no longer meet its February 25th release date and would instead launch worldwide on August 23rd. Our priority is to create the best Saints Row game yet, and if we released on the original date, it wouldn't be up to the standards we've set ourselves, and that you're expecting and deserve. The team does need more time to do our vision justice. We're not. We're doing some fine tuning, and there won't be much change in the game outside of overall quality and polish. There's a six month delay for fine tuning. I feel like you've got an issue with Jim Boone. Oh yeah, fuck like, Jim Boone. Like you said, Jim Boone, like that, and then you went. <laughs> then you did his voice, like, "Oh, it's really sorry for doing this to you." <laughs> what did What did Jim Boone do to you, man? I don't want to talk about it, man. I don't want to talk about it. Um, just you, you say his surname, but you have to say it like that. You have to go boom. Yeah, you do. Okay. Those those two O's just make you go boom. You know? <laughs> yeah, they're blaming COVID and things like that. Um, saying the Saints Row will not be ready, even though we've seen very little gameplay of Saints Row up to now. Miles, I know you're hoping Saints Row. Is this smart considering in that same week we're getting Elden Ring and Horizon Burn West? Yeah, I mean, it's not exactly a window where we're going to be short of games to play anyway, is it? No. Um I mean, I don't. I, when they kind of announced it and they said it was coming out in February, I was like, that's a really short turnaround from you announcing it, not showing any of the actual game yet, and apparently managing to get it out in by February. And I was like, hmm. So I was already a little bit sceptical of the date they'd set themselves. So I'm not overly surprised. And actually, like you said, the games coming out in February are pretty damn good from the looks of things. So don't think it will be missed. And if anything, it will be a nice summer game to play because there's usually a dearth of decent games to play over the summer months so yeah yeah i can't say i'm too upset about it although i am sad because i'm really looking forward to it it's one of my hyped games for next year so fingers crossed it'll be worth the the time and effort it takes and if it means they can avoid crunch and all that kind of stuff you know seeing loads of reports all that kind of thing so if they can avoid that and bring out a good game and do it well then fair enough can't really argue with that yeah yeah i guess so um tobes is six months enough for some fine tuning do you think that seems like a long time I don't know. I mean, if that's yeah, I don't it know. does. No, I, I agree. I'm not it a developer, like a so I have no idea. Time. So uh, when when they're pushed back like a month or two, you think, yeah, that's fine tuning. You know, that's it. Couldn't be anything else. You can't change the rest of the game. 
but six months is quite a long time. So mm. I wonder that it didn't get a very good reaction, did it? It's it's got one of the highest rating, like the highest ratios of dislikes on its YouTube trailer. Um, so I wonder if they're actually trying to change a few things. One one of the things that really sort of turned me on to this one was that it was different to all the other Saints Rose. It didn't look like a dumbass game. It looked like a game that had actually matured, like a series that had matured a little bit from being stupid never touch series to being something possibly worth buying yeah and that what worries me now is that i'm a little suspicious that six months is enough time to build loads and loads of ridiculous headgear and and stupid weapons for the game that looked all right and to turn it back into saints row do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i'm a little concerned that actually what they're doing in that time is is making it more into something that the fans would like rather than the thing that they were doing you know that was that was introducing it to new fans um so yeah it part of me thinks you can't change the core look and of, and of a game you know within six months it, it's, it takes a lot longer than that to make a, you know a decent game but mm. yeah you could add a lot of gimmicky shit in six months microtransactions yeah, you could add a lot of microtransactions and a lot of stupid helmets and a lot of stupid guns. Yeah. Um, Greg, have you got any hope for the new Saints Row? I feel like I'm going to be saying my catchphrase now. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no, I mean, I lost I lost track with Saints Row with Saints Row 3 because it gave you everything straight away. And I went, oh, it's no fun if it's just giving me all the endgame stuff to start with. But never seen ever. I'm always up to reinvention. So mm. we'll see. But no, I mean, like, it is a bit shady. But no, six months delay isn't shady. Like I said, if they've, if they've gone back to the drawing board and gone, oh, um, let's just rejig the things that people didn't like from the trailer, then that's shady, but I can see why they might want to change it. But uh, no, nah, I mean, I've lost interest in Saints Row, so I can take it or leave it, unless it comes out and it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, which it may well be. Who knows? Uh, rather, let's get into our recommendations for the week. This is where we've seen something throughout the week that we think we should share with you, our loyal listeners, whether it be a game, a TV show, a movie, a comic book, a Funko Pop, or a shirt that we've seen. So, Miles, what's your recommendation for the week? Uh, Mine's sort of a random one. Um, I went to Wales to see a couple of friends over the weekend, and we went out to a Turkish restaurant, and I had a... I thought chicken? it was going to be you should sit. You should see my mate Chris. <laughs> like, like that was the recommendation. My, friend, my mate in Wales. <laughs> he's a really nice guy. That's where I funny. thought that was going. Then sorry. <laughs> That's all right. It was quite amusing. Um, yeah, and it was so we went out for a Turkish meal and I had a chicken. I'm going to butcher this, but it's called a chicken coft kofta. Oh, I don't know how to say it, but and it was genuinely like really really fucking good so if you haven't tried turkish food go try turkish food it's really damn good turkish delight's disgusting still even the the fancy stuff at the restaurant was gross but (laughs) the actual chicken and food that we had was class so i thought i'd do something a little bit different not really much more to say other than it's really good go eat it it's nice and that's that i love it i love that we're recommending food to each other it's great yeah it's got made i made a kofta um did you yeah, a few months back, we got that HelloFresh thing for like a free deal for like, you could have three three weeks worth of it or something for oh, nice. like a third of the price. Nice. Um, and uh, one of the meals was a kofta and I made it myself. Mm. Was it good? It was pretty good, actually. I second that. It was nice. Yes. <laughs> I've got back off my recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Greg, what's your recommendation for the week? Mine's going to be straightforward and simple and a video game. Uh, what? The review- That's not what I we know, do here. I know. Boring. I know. I know. I'm too old for this shit. Um, 
Bright Memory Infinite is a PC game that I'm reviewing. Andy reviewed the Bright Memory Episode 1, which was on Xbox, and it's a good review. Uh, it's a very short game. So Bright Memory Infinite is basically a recap slash redo slash expanded version of that. And it's a very, very impressive first-person shooter. I'm running it on a quite decent PC. Don't ask me the spec of it because my brother's old one. I mean, it runs control quite well with ray tracing and all that jazz. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a short and sweet first-person shooter that has elements from things like Shadow Warrior and Perfect Dark and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't want to give too much away because my review will be out this week. Yeah, that's just my game of the week, really. is uh, My recommendation of the week is Bright Memory Infinite. It's cheap, cheerful, and uh, quite a lot of fun. Perfect. Uh, Tobes, your recommendation for the week? Uh, okay, so mine are not games, but they're also not food. Um, I'm going TV series. Nice. So over the course of the time I've not been on the podcast, I've been watching a couple of TV series, and a few came out on Netflix that are really worth your time. If you like your video games and you're into League of Legends, you should check out Arcane. Have you checked this out yet, Roscoe? Yeah. I haven't. I don't really have much of a history with League of Legends, so I don't know. No, neither do I. But that is where my recommendation lies. If you don't know anything about League of Legends, which I don't know anything about League of Legends, this is a great way in because it is no. not a top-down MMO with like you know, hit lots of little kids shouting at you. It's um, it's a nice, really well put together and really well animated story, um, and it shows the. It's, it's a prequel to the League of League of Legends sort of world you know that that's that's in the games um how it was how it came to be so it's like a science versus magic you know overground world versus the underground slums and things and there's this story of um two sisters who one catches themselves on the wrong side of this war and the other one's on the other side and and they end up you know against each other it's a little stereotypes but at the same time they're so likable and so interesting it's really not but it's not aimed at kids even though the first episode they are they are kids they, they you know it's it's like um them as uh, as they young kids but when you know like i think it's two episodes in there they're they're all three or four years older and that's where the rest of the story happens um but it's got quite a lot of violence there's some good dark scenes in there there's a lot of really interesting characters well-written dialogue and some brilliant voice acting in it and i just think it's one of it's one of those things where you know at the end of the year each year you get the best tv shows come out like the best high level you know big budget tv shows come out bbc suddenly has good dramas for once instead of shit dramas that they have the rest of the year these ones are coming out in on netflix in the same period of time arcane is really worth your time and um the second second bit is just i've not only just started it but the cowboy bebop um remake like live action remake has just hit netflix as well in the last few days Mm. and it's a it's not a you know shot for shot remake but some of it is a shot for shot remake it's a um it's like 10 episodes the original was like 24 uh, 24 episodes of half an hour um anime show that's like a bit of a legendary anime um show it's full of jazz and bounty hunters and space and ridiculous dialogue and over the top anime tropes. But at the same time, it's not the anime tropes of like, you know, lots of internal monologuing and, and ooh, 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 about everything. It's much more like this is anime when it's done properly, like a, like Akira, like anime done with some style and some pizzazz to it. The live action remake version has John Cho as the main guy, Spike Spiegel. And um, there's lots of really great casting in it. It's got it's got issues. It's not 100% perfect, but I don't think the original anime was perfect either. Um, I think it's got the same 
pacing issues and the same strange tone as the anime did. So I think they've done a really good job of recreating it, if you see what I mean. But um, a lot of the, I think a lot of the critics who are giving it a much harder time than that um, don't know the anime that well and or didn't watch it back in the day or didn't appreciate it when they were 15, like I did, if you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, check those out on, on Netflix and um, they uh, they were worth your time. Oh, yeah. I was curious about Cowboy Bebop. I don't know if I could recommend the original any more than the live action one, because when I look back at it now, I, I tried to watch it again and I got four episodes in and I was just like, you know what, the tone of this is, it is really odd. And it's, you know, like when they kill someone and it's just like, bit of jazz and then we'll go somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? It's like, okay, <laughs> but it's never addressed the fact they just murdered that guy. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's always very tonally dissonant. Um so it, that same thing happens all the way through the live action one. Oh, give it a go yeah. if you feel like it. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I might give Arcane a go as well. That one is, yeah, really cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what's mine? I guess yeah, what's what yours, Roscoe? Sorry, I didn't ask. I was just going to say, I was just thinking, I, would, I, I, I don't do this thing that Miles does, which is like care what you think. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I just don't. I'm sorry. Well, uh, sorry. No, I do that. really. I do really. I just, uh, I just forget. I was so happy that ask. you came back. And I, was, I know, like, and now you're just like, like I don't need it. An hour and I don't need it, man. What's your recommendation? My recommendation is also a TV show, um, and it's the reboot of Dexter. Um, I've been watching this in the hopes that it will um, reignite my interest in the series, because I don't know if you may have been a fan of Dexter back in the day, but it ended so, so badly that I never wanted to see it ever again. And oh, I watched all of Dexter, yeah. The ending was so poor, and the last two series were so bad, it went off the rails to such a degree that nobody wanted to see it again. Well, 10 years later, here we are. Um, Dexter New Blood is on Sky Atlantic at the moment. Um, they're about three episodes in, um, and it's really interesting. Um, the original showrunner is back writing and directing, which is a great help, I think. Uh, Michael C. Hall was back, and Deb is back. How's Deb back? Wild. I can't. I wouldn't possibly uh, spoil it here, but it's a. Um, it's really good. Dexter is uh, living in this very very small, remote kind of like um, southern town. Um, it's very cold. He is now going by Jim, and he sells guns, but he's always got that dark passenger on him, and it's just a really fascinating insight into someone who's been completely sober if you like uh, for a while obviously he was a serial killer in the original show he hasn't killed anyone in 10 years he's living a very very different life um, until of course we meet up with him and shenanigans ensue but it's uh, yeah I'm really enjoying it so far and um, to kind of be around Dexter is always quite entertaining I think he's a great character and I've always loved Michael C. Hall I think he's a fantastic actor and his presence is really commanding so I kind of it's keeping me engaged because I love watching him as an actor I think I saw him on stage in uh, Lazarus a couple of years ago at the uh, the David Bowie musical, and he was just phenomenal. And so I think his his presence is really kind of like alluring me into the show. But yeah, this new kind of version of Dexter is very interesting and very very different to the original show. Uh, but it's keeping that uh, keeping that mythos alive of Dexter Morgan, the serial killer, in um, a much quieter way. But it's uh, yeah, it's fascinating. So. Yeah, it's going in the right direction for me right now. And I'm very happy to see that they're kind of they're sort of retconning the ending in a way, but they're doing it in a um in a full series rather than just like a, a 
a one-hour movie. So yeah, yeah. For a moment, I thought you'd meant the kids' cartoon, and I was like, "What? They're oh, right, yeah. the original Dexter back?" You <laughs> and you were like, "I thought he just ran a little laboratory with his sister. <laughs> he wasn't killing anybody, was he? <laughs> he sells guns now. Went <laughs> <laughs> off the rails, man." Oh, uh, dude, I'm, I hope you caught up with what I was actually talking about. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> It was quite yeah, amusing for the first minute or so, and I was like, Jesus. Omelette fromage. Omelette fromage. Right then, let's do Out This Week and get the hell out of here. Out This Week, um, well, I mean, when, when this goes up, it's already halfway through the week, so I'll just do a quick one of what's been out before. Uh, Monday saw the release of Let's Sing 2022. Um, I'm currently reviewing that. It sucks, um, but yeah, my review will be up soon. <laughs> um, before we leave, I say Xbox Game Pass, which is that really nice little uh, sim builder simulator thing. Um, well worth a look if you have a uh, Game Pass. Death's Door has landed on PS5 and Switch, uh, which came out today on Tuesday, the day we're recording. So yeah, well worth a look. I'm also reviewing Dear Simulator. Which is the worst game I've played all year. So look wow. out for that review as well. Worse than <laughs> Battlefield 2042? Worse than Battlefield 2042. Um, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dear. Yeah, I actually don't know if I could say that because of the embargo. No, the embargo was today. So never mind. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it was shit. What also came out today, as in today of the day we're recording, November 23rd, was the Disney collection of... Aladdin and the Lion King, which now also includes the Jungle Book from the old SNES and Mega Drive days. Um, if you already have the Aladdin and the Lion King collection, you can get the Jungle Book for $8.99 as DLC. So that's pretty cool. Right, what's coming up from today? November 25th, we have A Gummy's Life coming to PS5 and PS4. Lego Builder's Journey is coming to PC on November 25th. November 25th also sees Cricket 22. Actually, no. That's not coming out because the guy that's on the front cover of Cricket 22 is now in the middle of a doping scandal. So they've delayed the game until that's over. Uh, very, very fun. <laughs> um, D-Land Pocket Planet is coming to Xbox One. I'm not sure what that is, but hey. Um, Date Night Bowling is coming to PC and Switch. And Night Lights is coming to Switch and Xbox Series X and PS4 on November 26th. Another sweet-looking indie game. And that's it for the week. Uh, so... Uh, not a great week, but you never know. There might be something in there for you to enjoy. <laughs> if you didn't play Death Store when it came out before, that's the best one of that. That's the best pick. I've there, heard then. very good things. Yeah. Absolutely. Really fun, yeah, I've been told good things about it. Yep, yep. So do keep an eye on Death Store. Um, yep. Recommended for the week, I guess that one would be. Yeah, that's, that's your lot. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us individually at FNGRGNS. All of our individual handles are in the description below. If you really like what we do, why not follow our Patreon? For $1 a month, you can keep this podcast up on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. But that's your lot. Thank you very much indeed for listening. It is goodbye. From Disco Greg Lysium. Bye. Goodbye from Jurassic Miles. Farewell. Goodbye from Hyper Toby Drifter. Sayonara. And it's goodbye from me, Iron Ross Cortana. I will see you next time on the Finger Guns podcast. Bye. Oh, uh, Ross Cortana. I get it now. Ross Cortana. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I like a... the last bit of this. I, yeah, I was going to say now. what an outro. <laughs> it's a Halo reference. Ta-da! Have you been playing Halo?
I've been playing Halo, and I've been playing Halo with Ian Higgins from Eurogamer. Halo, Halo, Halo. Didn't want to talk about it. But, you know, yeah, whatever.